Hello, I'm your host, John Cavendish, and welcome to the Amazon Strategist Show, the show that's all strategy with no hacks, no silver bullets, and no magic pills, just long-term strategies to grow your Amazon and actually any business, um, as we've got a guest today who's grown businesses in multiple categories. So today on the show, we have Anatoly Spector. Anatoly is a friend of mine, a serial entrepreneur, a six-figure Amazon seller, an IT consultant, and a podcast host, which is actually how we met, um, I think, about a year ago. Um, born in Eastern Europe, uh, we'll define where later. Um, he then moved to Canada at the age of 21 before changing his career from software developer to entrepreneur. He worked at some of the biggest uh, software companies in Canada, Red Hat, Talis, and um, that wasn't enough, so he started some side hustles. He is uh, an agile, I believe, black belt. I'm really bad at what kind of belt you have in agile. And a uh, consultant for that and has a YouTube channel as well talking about agile and agile management. He is a, uh, an ultra runner. He does triathlons. Maybe he's an ultra runner. Uh, he does marathons and he has a wife and currently two kids. If you're watching this in the future, maybe more. We don't know yet. Let's ask him that question. Uh, might be too deep a question for this podcast. Um, he also hosts the podcast 10 Million Journey, which started out um, documenting his journey from 200K to $10 million a year in revenue. And now he interviews crazy interesting people from Bali, where he's currently based, and um, maybe all of the world in future. So welcome to the podcast, Anatoly Spector. Ooh, yes. <laughs> uh, I, I would stick with two kids, just saying for future. If, if you guys watch me in the future, I, I hope I stay with two. <laughs> Four kids. Awesome. Well, great to have you on the show, and thanks for getting up so early in Bali to, uh, to be here. Thank you for having me, John. And what I want to say is I really think that you're one of the brightest minds out there. So you having a podcast is one of the most amazing things happening in the industry. So I'm, I'm very, very excited. Well, thanks for saying that. And uh, I know you interview a lot of people, so I'm sure it's just your amazing interviewer skills. <laughs> All the brightest no. minds. <laughs> um, cool. So, I mean, the really cool thing is, I mean, just like me, you know, we, we were both professionals. We worked in professional industries in the past. And actually, we both knew Talis from back at, you know, from different sides of the spectrum on the buyer side and yeah. gen the coder side. So what can you kind of take us through a bit of your journey from, you know, from being a developer to wanting to be an entrepreneur and how it all started really? Yeah. And uh, just a quick remark there that tell us was I did agile consulting for them. So I did not do mm -hmm. software development per se, but, but yeah, I helped run the teams. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was a crazy ride. I don't know where to start. I was born in Latvia, Eastern Europe. Uh, Latvia was like part of USSR, and USSR collapsed, and all those small countries appeared, which was pretty grim. Uh, I'll be honest, it's just like, uh, I mean, it was a sort of a bright time where people can do things, but then also lots of corruption, and it wasn't, wasn't that nice. And I never knew what I want to do in my life. So there was not a lot of good examples of entrepreneurship because in communism, there was no entrepreneurship <laughs> per se. Uh, my dad was entrepreneur, but he was doing some, some logistics business that never sort of, I, I never had anything to do with it. He didn't really share with me what he did. So I didn't really have good examples what to do. And I always was lost. I went to school. I was like partying there, like many young people do university. Parting. One good thing about business school I went in Latvia was I met my wife, so I'm, I'm very grateful for that. But rest was like I just didn't go to classes. I was just partying. It was a good social thing, but nothing else. And then 
at some point was 2008 uh, crisis in the world. And I was like, everything was even grimmer in Latvia. And I was like, it's still recovering. And now it's like 2022. You can you imagine that? So I was like, oh man, what am I going to do with my life? And then we visited Canada uh, maybe a year before with my dad, because my aunt lives there. And I was like, okay, maybe I can just go and check out the place, see what's happening, because it seemed nice. So thankfully, um, my dad said, okay, go try studying there. But when the mindset is not there, you can go and study anywhere. You, you, won't, you won't get the same results. And I was like, I'm going to go to a business school in Toronto. So I went there, and because it was boring, and I didn't know, like, okay, I did not literally align. Okay, all this was completely weird to me. Um, I just started partying again and doing not much. And at some point, they told me, well, you have two options. You can go to a criminology, which was the lowest sort of thing where you can go when you have lowest grades. There's, like, one thing. They, they send it, like, studying criminology. Criminology. So the yeah, dumbest people, um, <laughs> I mean, that official announcement, the uh, criminology is the lowest rung. <laughs> I have nothing against people who study criminology, but that's what lady told me. So please have all the complaints to the lady in, in Toronto. She's like, you can get the criminology or you, you'll just go away. But if I go away back to Latvia, this was even worse. And they revoked my visa, speaking visa. And I'm like, damn it. Uh, so I went back home for summer, and I'm like, what will I do? I mean, I want to stay in Canada. I like the place. I really don't want to go back to Latvia. But I'm really not good at, like, studying this management thing because I'm all, all about, like, real approaching things and trying things instead of just learning about how to manage people that you never managed. And also one of the epiphany was I met the guy at the party because I was all I did, and he's like, what are you studying? I'm like, management. I was, like, very proud, you know? People are proud that I study. I'm like, I study management. And he was like, who are you going to manage? And I'm like, that's such a good... I never thought about that. And like He's like, you don't have any experience in the field. Who are you going to manage? And I'm like, yeah, that's a good question. Why didn't nobody ask me that before when I started, started my path? And I'm like, damn it, this is never going to work. So, but uh, um, in Latvia, uh, I either was partying or I was staying at home. When I was staying at home, I was like, chatting in like IRC people don't know who IRC is if they're not as, as old as I am but there was like uh, let's say slack for for people of my age and I was writing some bots for it just for fun and I was like doing some website just for fun because I didn't know what to do I had computer very early on and I was just coding things and then I was like maybe just go and start coding because I mean I it's not like it's really inspires me but it's something I can do and I'm doing pretty well so uh, yeah, I applied to a college instead of university, and college gives you just practical things. University for coding, you learn like algebra all that's all for two years. In college, you go and you start coding in different languages, and I'm like, I love that. Uh, my parents were not very happy because they're pretty traditional. They're like, I need to get a bachelor degree, blah blah blah. I'm like, well, you know what? There's only one option. I can go there, or I don't know what I'm gonna do. So I went there, and it was actually really good. And to compare, if in university in latvia or canada i was like the worst i was like the worst of the worst i i barely passed just because i'm like i want to stay there to just keep myself busy in uh, software where i went to college i completed at the top of my top of the group so i had like my gpa was highest and i was awarded president honor list which is like a big thing the president of the college gives you some diploma saying you're so amazing but i think what changed was that i find like okay it's fun um, I have a purpose, and yeah, it just worked out. And then after after two semesters, uh, there was like an internship. 
And I got to work in this college research department, which was amazing. So I worked for their internship and then they hired me part-time paying me like $16, $17 an hour for a student. It was a lot to work for them and build apps for them as a contractor while mm. I'm studying. And then the next semester internship, Red Hat, which is a huge company, they, they hired me as an intern. And then I was so good that they hired me as a part-time there and was paying me much more, like I think like $22 or $25 an hour. And for people who don't work in IT, that's like a salary that they were retiring that at that time for like mm-hmm. $22, $25 an hour. That's like their, their like top salary. And I was making it in college. Then when I finished, I just went to like a couple offices and they all were wanting to hire me. Maybe it's a good timing as well because right now mm-hmm. everybody wants to be a developer. At that time, it was about 2000, I don't know. 12 or maybe uh, 13 it was like hot so the guy was paying me i think like 60 or 70 grand from like my first day of work and then it went just out like 80 100k uh in like a couple of years and uh, just because well i had fun and i could solve problems that other people don't see uh i could just go and there's a complicated problem i would just break it down to smaller pieces and i solve it i'm like okay any language whatever it is i can just figure it out because um, in most of my internship, they just give me the hardest task and say, if you don't figure it out, it's okay, don't worry. And I'm like, I'm going to figure that out because that's fun. Um, that was good. And I live in Toronto. I worked with like, uh, we worked on Toronto Pan-American Games, which were like Olympic Games, but for Americas. Mm. So we built our greatest website. There was like 10 million people a day visiting their website. So it was like a big, big thing. And I went from being a developer, senior developer, and then managing the team um, that was amazing. And then and I was how long? also at, um, so sorry, sorry to interrupt, but like, cause I mean, yeah, you're, yeah. I mean, when you started 10 years ago, so how long did it take you to get, uh, to get to be a team lead? Like how long did it take you to rise up? Uh, two and a half years. I was engineering manager of a team. So I was managing, I was managing the team that built all the, uh, the infrastructure mm-hmm. for Toronto Pan American games. And then it was like a startup. Um, so we were like a startup part of this Pan American thing. So we built like a, um, CRM uh, content management system for them, and then at some point when the games when uh, games were over, they're like, "Well, we don't need that anymore." So investors just disappeared, and they I mean, I quit before that because it was like, okay, it was it was pretty stressful because we had to build a huge thing in a very small amount of time, and I was like, I don't know, I like I liked running at that point, so I, I like to go for a run, and I'm like, I don't know, I would better run my run more and just just chill instead of work so much so then Mm. i just went to vancouver with my wife so this is how good when you find who you can be this is how easy it is i mean i don't say it all easy but getting a job for me was easy and people are struggling getting jobs we went to vancouver with my wife and i was like let me apply for a couple companies see what they think so i woke up in the office of a charity company i thought charity it's interesting because i can do good social good and also work with developers pretty cool it's a big big startup called charitable impact mm-hmm. in vancouver actually really cool they allow you to uh, do charitable donations everywhere so i went to the office and they gave me an offer right there with their location they say here's an offer relocate to vancouver so in like we went for we sat down with my wife after that. We're like, are we moving to Vancouver? She wasn't my wife at the time. Was she? I think she was. Sorry, Anna. But, <laughs> uh, the, the timing, I don't remember that well. But we, we sat down in this bar uh, next to next next to the office, and we're like, are we moving? Yeah, let's move because like mountains and nice yoga. Yeah. It's, it's very like Bali, but very high end and uh, rain. West and cold. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, it's not that cold, actually. Plus 10. Right? I mean, compared to Canada, where Latvia. it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> We're in Southeast Asia right now. So, yeah, it is cold. But compared to compared to other parts that are less lucky, it's, it's Vancouver's pretty good. So I moved to Vancouver. I started running a lot. They have the Stanley Park, a beautiful park where you can run all the time. I'll run with my coworkers two, three hours a day. These guys mm. didn't care. They're just like, do your work. We're not, they, they told me right away, in Toronto, you like hustle. Let's say like in New York, you go, you're busy, you hustle. Here, we take things slow. I'm like, I like that. Let's do that. So I was like running and chilling. It was nice. It was very nice. I met a couple of great friends and uh, had lots of fun. The problem with first startup and second one, that you have this vision, you want to build something, and then somebody on top can make some decisions or they're entrepreneurs, which I completely understand. They may make some mistakes, and then in the end, Things change. So for two and a half years, it was fun. And we we're building cool stuff. But then the management changed. And they wanted to go a different route. And I was like, maybe it's not what you guys should do. Well, I was very cocky at that point. I think that uh, if you don't know the whole picture, it's not very good to let management know that, you know, you need to change everything. But I was always vocal. And I was like, ah, I guess I should leave. And for me, it was at that point, I was like, I don't like that somebody else making all the decisions. Like, I mm. cannot phantom that I have no control. I just work my ass off really, really hard and I build cool things, but then I don't have any control. So at that point I started dabbling into, okay, I need to be, I, I need to start building something on my own because at the end, my type, I, I'm the type that I cannot just phantom working for somebody else. It makes me stressed out. Um, so I started like, uh, I, I met the guy that was running and we were talking about things and he also went on the same boat. He was like, I don't know pre-board he uh, he wasn't a developer he was just doing some boring stuff i don't remember what um but <laughs> he did great things but he thought it was boring i'll put it that way because he might be mm. he might be watching i think he's an amazing guy but i think he was bored he's not doing some cool stuff other places one name many names um but um he was like maybe let's do this drop shipping thing i'm like what's drop shipping he's like well you don't need any inventory you just uh, create a shopify store and go with that and people buy your stuff and then you're Manufacturer send you things. I'm like, ooh, awesome. Let's do that. Um, so we bought a course. I don't remember which course it was, but the course was good. You sort of, you find the niche and then you work in a niche. But I was, again, very ignorant to things. So I was like, what are we going to do? And we found the niche of uh, storage sheds. Uh, for people mm -hmm. who are not from US, storage sheds is like you put this big thing that you need to assemble, huge thing in your garage and store your boat or any other things you want to store. So uh, we're like, okay, we we went to San Francisco, opened like bank account because they need like American bank account. It wasn't easy. We did that. We opened like a company and then we signed up a couple of people. We didn't have anything, but we're like, maybe can we sell your shirts? They're like, yeah, sure. And it's a bad sign if somebody just saying you do, yeah, sure. It's probably not going to work. Um, so we put a Shopify store and it was cool. Uh, and then we didn't have anything. Nothing. Like you would expect people to come, but they don't come. So we're running ads. We're paying a lot. And then we start getting calls, which was even worse than when you don't get any sales because I know nothing about storage sheds. I actually cannot assemble IKEA furniture at all. Like I need to have <laughs> call my wife or hire somebody to assemble like IKEA table because I have no clue. Like this, I can run, I can build very complex programs, but assembling things with my hand, like this is like impossible. So it's like, damn it. People call me and they're like, okay, I have this boat. It's like um, six feet long. I need to put it in the shed. What screws should I use? And they're like, what? 
sorry. And they're like, yeah, what screw should I use? I, I bought a shed. I'm like, damn it. I have no idea. So I was so stressed out. Then mm. my wife started taking calls. She didn't know anything either. So she was stressed out. And then people would buy things. One guy bought like shed for, I think, 17 grand, like a, something like really big. We're like, yes, finally we're doing it. So I'm calling my wholesaler. And I'm like, we need to send this guy this thing. And they're like, no, no, we're out of stock. We don't have that anymore. I'm like, why didn't you tell me? I have to return all this money back. So that was just the craziest thing. And I realized, yeah, I mean, I think dropshipping works well, but you really need to have your systems well. And I was like mm. making so many mistakes. And if you can, one thing that people should take it, like don't get into businesses that you don't like and the products that it's that very complicated, that needs assembly and you know nothing about them. So that was my, my, my big, big mistake. And then make sure that you have a system with a wholesaler, probably automated that can do this restocking and things. So at some point it was so stressful, the guy just, that we ran with, he just like, I don't want to do it anymore. I'm leaving and I'm like, well, good, because we're going to close it anyway. And then we was like, okay, let's make something really easy. There was this thing called print on demand, where you can print on t-shirt, mm -hmm. whatever you want. I hired a couple of designers, we print on demand, start selling this, but margins were low. And we're like, okay, it also doesn't work. And then, and then we found uh, Amazon. So we start selling on Amazon, make also tons of mistakes. For our first product was binoculars, green binoculars, because we did the research, we bought a course, really good course, amazing selling machine. Everybody knows it. It's really, really good. But again, yeah, I, I have my too. twist on things. Amazing. It's a good course. But I might twist on understanding what people say. I think I'm always smarter than anybody who already went through this. I'm like, you guys are, everyone wants green binoculars. I'm going to launch green binoculars. And we're going to add some, weird magnifying glass to it. We're like, we actually asked manufacturer, what else do you have? They're like, we have this shit. I'm like, hmm, that will work. So we just- <laughs> The Chinese there. version of just uh, add more yes, stuff yes, to make something to make yes. it higher quality. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a very, very Chinese kind of mindset there. So we just throw it there. We put it on a, on there and nobody's buying. And I'm like, why the hell is nobody's buying? But then if you look at the first page, there's green binoculars with like thousand reviews and our green binoculars magnifying glass. It looks absolutely the same with zero reviews. And then we're like, damn it. And then one thing happened. I think somebody went out of stock. They started buying ours. And we only bought, I don't know, maybe 200 units. And then people are buying ours for a couple of days. Uh, and we're like, yes, we are finally rich. We're going to have fun. It's gonna, we're going to make it. So let's put a bigger order. We put an order for like 10 grand. Uh, I put all my, I put, not all, but like big, big part of my savings there. And the sale stopped, but I already had the order. And I'm like, damn it. And then I'm like, I don't know what to do anymore. It just doesn't work. So it took a couple of years in Q4. We sold it all slowly, but like we did, I think we made our money back, but never made anything and lost two years. And then we're like, yeah, it doesn't really work. Uh, started looking at other products, uh, start supplements because supplements was good. And it was actually much better. I learned that, okay, we need to make it, unique and make it speak to people as soon as i started doing that it completely changed mm. people start buying so we had a friend who was suffering with pcos which is like polar polyvary syndrome where i mean it's like condition that people have a hard to get pregnant and uh, some other things um so people are buying two supplements separately and they were costing them lots of money we combined them in one we made it very pinkish like speaking to female we put it there and we started selling right away. So we'd like get 20 units, 20 units. It was amazing because we're speaking to the right audience. Something I really learned. You need to speak to the right audience, factory to people like it, make it different. If it's not different, just forget about it. Uh, 
but the problem was that supplements had their own issues. So we had some complaints and somebody suspended and they suspended our account. And you know better than me because you're in this business. There are some ways how to deal with that, but I did not. So we started calling them. Nobody was replying. And it just like took us six months to get back. Like we had lawyer review our listing and nothing worked. And I remember at one point I just removed all my description, submitted it back and they just brought it all back. And I'm like, damn it. And we like, we wrote to Jeff Bezos and his team replied to us. Yeah. We'll never get back. This is a product that cannot be there. People are telling us a whole bunch of bullshit. That was completely wrong. And uh, essentially that's, then they reinstated, but it was too, long, too late because there's products like ours everywhere and we had to drop it. But then essentially I learned that you just need to make product people people would uh, relate to. And um, from there we started building those products. And uh, every product we launch, people buy it. Sometimes we make other mistakes. Like we're doing a category that was not super legal. I mean, people mm-hmm. sell it, but then there's like ways around and Amazon. Not super legal. You. Are you, have you, do you, still, do you still sell these products? Uh, no, 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 oh, no. What it's, was it then? It's, I mean, it's legal, uh, but like we, we sell CBD products. So it's not, it's oh, like okay. a great area in US. Mm-hmm. So we didn't sell like cocaine. We, we just sell something that in Amazon is like Amazon rules say you cannot sell CBD product, but if you yeah. have product, CBD product, you can call oh, you it can health and do a whole bunch yeah, of yeah. things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, at some point, we just yeah had to drop it because there's just too many things. So we need, uh, for people who are listening, just focus on simple things. Simple things sell better. And like make simple things amazing. Uh, look what you can sell on Amazon. Go for that. So um, I think that's, yeah, that's now we're yeah, making yeah, simple things amazing. Like whatever you do. Yeah. Don't yes, do the most, yes. don't try and be the most complicated person out there. Yeah. Because I think when you're a new entrepreneur, you always try to like go uh, go like this uh, perfect route, make something complicated and beautiful. It's all good, but if people don't need that, you can do achieve the same thing with simplicity. So yeah, and then in the middle of something that I that I did not talk about after startups, I was like I was doing this agile work and helping teams to work better because of our project managers, developers, all this kind of people that need to work well. I started doing this startup. And then when I left, uh, before when my dropshipping business was going on the side, I will start to work as an agile consultant. I opened a um, define agile agile channel where I teach teams how to be agile. It was also very very rewarding. So I was working with companies. I worked with like Garment of Jamaica, helping their teams. So I was working with Telus and all those kind of cool companies and uh, helping them to be agile. I still do that. Still have a YouTube channel. And uh, yeah, at that point, I also decided to move from running to triathlons. I complete Ironman triathlon in six months training. And uh, wow. it's almost cool, but I think all of this was for me to prove myself because I didn't know where, where I belong. And then when the and then the COVID hit at some point, um, I was traveling. We started traveling with my wife. So we left Vancouver. We left. Uh, we we took our we left our kid. That was funny. We took our <laughs> we took our kid. You bought the kid. Five there. months old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we took our kid. who was five months old, and we started traveling around the world. And it was beautiful working uh, working IT. I found like a remote IT job that I could I could work and I'd pay my bills. Amazon, we did some Amazon. We, we traveled around and some agile consulting as well. And we traveled for two years all around. And then COVID hit, we get stuck in my favorite place of Latvia. They just close the borders. And I'm like, this is the only place that you want to get stuck. I'm stuck here. 
hard to network. People are very, like, the culture, like, people are not very open. So, you know, like, on Bali, I can come and, like, sit in a coffee mm. shop every day and I meet, like, five people every day. In Latvia, never happened to me. Like, I lived there for, like, 21 oh, years. I, I like never Latvia. Latvia's a great country. Good people, I good think... food. Only 2 million See? people, though. So, I mean, you basically met everyone within, like, like a few weeks. What I learned when you speak English, and now I mostly speak English there, you have a different sort of, uh, you're in the hands of God. You just, people are more friendly with you and everything is cool. When you speak the language here, um, like I speak Russian, I mean, Russian culture is, and I can understand, they were suppressed for many years. They're pretty pretty closed, and I think that's just a cultural thing. So uh, it was hard for me to connect. I think now when I go, I can connect much better with people. But at that point, it was also on me because I was pretty, I had issues uh, that yeah, I, I figure resolve all the time. Yeah, yeah, don't we all? Um, and then in, I got stuck in luck and like, I need to network with people. I need to do something. So I'm like, and I also want to grow my podcast 10 million. I think that's a good number. And I just speak it because I think 10 million is like 1% of businesses are in, in, in 10 million. Um, so it's cool. And I can network with amazing people and I also can find mentors. The best people in the world can help me. That was my big vision. Uh, I started under the tree in Latvia in two and a half years ago. I was recording on my iPhone and my Bebos mm-hmm. app. Uh, and then uh, two years later, I'm talking to, I, I mean, found Bali. So we traveled all around afterwards. Mm-hmm. We went to Bali, uh, living here for uh, actually a year and a half, almost two years now. So a big part of the podcast is in Bali. And uh, now I record in a beautiful studio in a jungle of a booth. And uh, I found so many amazing people in Bali. So my vision from getting 10 million to most like waking up souls, talking to people about crazy stories and sharing, sharing their experiences from like craziest story. People uh, losing memory at 18, people channeling some divine beings, all those kind of interesting things that, that people don't talk about plant medicine, all those kind of things. So I talk a lot about entrepreneurs. Um, I talk to many, many successful Amazon sellers, but I also talk to some very cool people, mind-blowing stories uh, in Bali. It's a very short yeah. story, a very short version of the long story. I don't know. I... <laughs> uh, yeah, long, yeah, yeah, we should yeah. do a long version sometime, the, uh, the hours yes. of... That's cool. Yeah. Thank you for sharing the story. Five um, hours so of many good, uh... life. <laughs> um, and just as we were talking about before we started the episode, the whole like... Yeah, when you start talking to people who have these experiences, and they seem like lucid people who, you know, seem sane, but my version of the world and my experience of the world is so different from how this person describes what they experienced and what they've done. It makes you question, doesn't it? Like, what is reality and what's true? Because these same people are sane people. Yeah, this is what I do it. I mean, they're... We live in the world itself. We don't know what's right or wrong. There's no like, there's a lot of things like all those religious things and things like that. There's no like, uh, there's no like pure fact. About things. So yeah. that's why, I don't know, somebody's talking about astrology. I used to talk to astrology and I never had any connection with astrology. But then uh, this woman says a really, she says a lot about me that I can relate to. So I'm like, well, who's right? I don't know. And I, I'm very curious. So there's a lot of things that I don't take for face value, but I love the stories and I don't know what's true, what's right or wrong. And the more I do this, the more I'm in the state that I don't know anything. So, and I love it. I think, I think that that fuels my curiosity and gets me a big, big purpose. I love it. And you would, yeah. just a couple things you mentioned, one thing was like, Oh yeah, I, I like running. You know, I was spending two to three hours a day running. You said like, 
who runs yeah. for two to three hours a day? You, you just go outside and you just take off? Like, where, where were you going? So our office was next to Stanley Park, which is a beautiful place. Mm. So Vancouver is cool with that. And uh, I mean, I guess it's, sometimes we ran for a long, long time because, well, you can go to office and work or during the day you can go with your coworkers, talk and run. So and when, run. When have... I can't imagine that being like, oh yeah, let's just go for a three hour chat and run. It was very slow. So you run slowly okay. and then, then you chat. And maybe for the next half an hour, you go have some lunch. Uh, I mean, it wasn't every day, but it definitely was pretty, pretty common. And uh, I mean, we worked really hard, but then we also had a lot of fun. So yeah, I, I loved it. That's, that's, that's oh, that's cool. I'm suggested to my leadership team if any of them are watching. Let's next time let's do a three-hour running. Yes, <laughs> yes. Well, and then such good from there, I did like five marathons uh, out of it because I was running anyway. So you run for three <laughs> hours, four hours. Who cares? Uh, you log it as work time anyway. as well. Was your yes, marathon log just yes. work time? Uh, I don't know. And then I started <laughs> swimming and cycling, which took me like 30, 40 hours of my weeks preparing for Ironman. So, yeah, I'm very appreciative to the company and to Vancouver like to do this. Uh, really, really cool stuff. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and you said what used to motivate you is you wanted to prove something. And I think that a lot yeah. of people listening, watching will you know, identify with that. You know, it's a, I think a motivation for a lot of us to get going is to prove something. Yeah. So do you think that's changed throughout the last decade? Or do you think you still have it? I mean, I guess we all have it, but like what what motivates you these days, do you think? Yeah, I think I was, there was a lot of external motivation. I think when you dig really deep and I did a lot of deep work on like mindset, which can be like five hours to other podcasts, but essentially we start with childhood. Sometimes we see like, okay, we want attention from parents. They don't give you attention that, that you need. My parents are very busy. And I think I was always trying to, to prove that I'm like uh, this good kid. I'm like, I deserve yeah. it. And Worthy. so then, yeah. And I don't think they did anything wrong. Everybody like I'm as a parent and I, I do the same mistakes. You're trying to just go hard and just build a life for your family. And, but mm. then the most important is just like relationship and just being close. And then it's sort of, it spills out. Then you're like in a company where your boss might not notice you. And then you have like, okay, I need to prove, prove, prove. And then like, I will show the whole world that I can run and I can complete an Ironman that is like crazy race or like marathon. And then you do like a 180 kilometers bike and then you do four kilometers swim and then you do a marathon. And then one wow. day I can do that. I can prove people that I can do that. And I realized at some point it never makes me happy. Same as like, I will approve everybody I can make like tons of money. It never makes me happy. Uh, what makes me happy is just knowing who I am and just being okay with who I am, being okay with my flaws. And I think being going somewhere and proving something to yourself is cool, but at some point you need to realize, well, you can try proving everything, but it doesn't, doesn't give you happiness. There's no relationship between fulfillment and doing that. Fulfillment is in serving others, let's say. If you have a product that serves others and it's amazing for them, or you help somebody, like when I started doing agile coaching, it was very rewarding because I could go and I could change dynamics. I have personal relationships with people. I have podcasts. I can share those amazing stories that nobody else is telling about. A lot of my podcast guests are first podcast and they never mm-hmm. spoke on camera and I go there and we share and we connect. And I think, and that builds friendship and a community. All those things bring me fulfillment. Just getting getting a lot of money. And I talk to a lot of big entrepreneurs making billions of dollars. And I see how many of them are unhappy because this is their focus and they, they cannot find what, what is else. They just 
they they narrow down on things, but they realize that it does not fulfill them. But they still keep on going, keep on going. So I think if somebody's listening and they're in the same boat, just stop a little bit and think like, what do I want to do? Like, what fulfills me? And do more of this. So yeah, that's that's my short short and passion speech. No, I agree, totally agree. Like the whole, yeah. um, I noted this down before. You know, everyone says, you know, experiences over things. You know, yeah. experiences yeah. over over stuff. Completely. But I yeah. think I used even to above have... that, like yeah, relationships. Sorry, sorry, so, no, even above yeah. that, relationships. So relationships over experiences over stuff. You know, if we can invest in relationships and spending money to go and see someone in person or chat to them yeah. or something or buy them yeah. dinner, like even better than the you know the experience the, on our own. Yes, it sucks just doing yes. things on your own. Yes, and I, I mean, I lived it all. That's why I know. And I'm not all, but I lived those different phases. Like I had a yeah. fancy car in, in Toronto. I had like this fancy apartment, fancy villas. And now I don't have a car. I don't own a house. I have like, I, I wear the same things all the time. Like it doesn't bother any of that me because I feel I'm, I'm in a place where at least striving to the place where I'm just fulfilled and I don't even need more. That's why this 10 million is changing. It's also shifting. I had this goal 10 million, but I didn't realize that it also makes me like grinding and working hard. I realized that working is important, but it's much more important to have those experiences and moments and build your life into that. You can, you can support yourself, but also serve people while you're doing it. And on the other end, have more time on experiences i think i think that's that's the beautiful this this golden middle that people should strive for yeah yeah i totally agree um and i know you also work with people to help people like achieve what they want within like a short period of time you know you've been a guy who's you know in six months you said prepped for a triathlon which is pretty crazy you've run for hours i don't think i've ever run for more than a couple of hours um i know we did a lot of walking um so yeah i mean how do you how do you support people doing that i mean these it's changes right it, it changes through time um i know that i work in a lot of making sure that people people have free time i think the most important thing is have time to run have time to do what you want to do because we all have the businesses, we all have everything, and it's just impossible for us sometimes to find time, especially to do everything. So what I learned for myself, like create automated life design, where I don't do, I only do things that either bring me joy or that I have to do for particular reasons. Um, mm. And I don't do a lot of things for the second category, I'll be honest. Like, I, like if you look at my life right now, I don't, I mean, I like cooking, I guess, but I don't cook. I have like, I don't, babysit because i have a nanny most of the time i just have experiences with my children most of the time i uh don't have a car but i have a driver who drives me everywhere i want i don't schedule my meetings or reservations or whatever i have this all some somebody's doing that so i believe uh that's a big part of like automating your business is great but also automating your life and making sure that the process are there and somebody's taking care of you because if you don't have somebody taking care of you you have to take care of everything yourself and then you're really, really struggling. If you have to cook your food every day for like, and then you have to sit with your kids, you have two kids, like how would you build a relationship with your wife, let's say? How would you do podcasts and have space in your head instead of just being stressed out to, to, to do cool things, right? So for me, I think that's what I, this, these days, 
this is what I try to help people with. Like, how do you automate things and how do you, how do you bring process and uh, how do you have more time? And then try to find your, your sweet spot where, where you enjoy yourself. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I totally agree. And it's, yeah, I mean, we're so lucky, aren't we? Living in Southeast yeah. Asia, those things being affordable and, you know, not saying that we can't you know, make more money and have the same thing anywhere in the world, but, you know, the lifestyle we live makes these things actually in some ways easier yeah. um, than I, yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I also, uh, lucky is a good word, but I also think we chose some paths that lead us here. So mm-hmm. I guess there's some luck, but uh, I mean, and there are some decisions that were made. To make to for for you to be able like you could right now work in the office but you chose to pursue take a little bit of risk and uh, choose a different different life but if you live in like when I was living in Vancouver I already had like somebody who was like I had a virtual assistant helping me with some research and doing all bunch of different things so they're not very expensive uh, mm-hmm. and there are ways to hire great people who for Okay, price that you can afford. Anyone who works in the office can spend, I don't know, four or five hundred dollars with somebody who can save them time. Because money is a resource that you can you can make money. You can, money is everywhere. Time, there's no time. So I think yeah. uh, focusing on time is much more important. Yeah. And people can do yeah. it anywhere, I believe. And that's true, isn't it? Like we've all chosen what we want and continued to pursue it until it works. You know, it's all about continuing yeah. to pursue it until it works. And of everyone I know, like if anyone continues long enough, they will be successful. You know, that's yeah. my experience. Even, you know, yeah. success is, you know, whatever success means, they will be, survive, yeah. they will survive, which is the, yeah. the first 100%. level of success. What? Sustenance? Yeah, sustenance, success. Sustenance, stability, and then whatever comes after that. Yeah, um, yeah, 100%. And I know you have a lot of tips on hiring, but I know the show is going to go on for about three hours if we get into that too much. So I feel like I need to get you back on. One, maybe one of the pre-recorded shows so we can do it in the daytime. You don't need to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning and ride your bike around well, John, with you, street. With, with you, we can do... I mean, it's, it's pretty close. So with you, we can do... If you want to do at 4 a.m. for you, I'll work, wake up at 4 a.m. It's okay. I think oh, that's... Yeah, I, I I love you, man. So whatever, whatever you need, I'm here for you. So we can do it. Oh, thank you. Uh, but but yeah, yeah, whatever you think is right. Sorry, my story yeah. went longer than than. No, yeah, the story's great. I think the stories is what inspires people. You know, someone's like, what they thought, why they made a decision, why they did it, and what they thought at the time. You know, because at the time, yeah. sometimes we're running away from pain and we feel like we're stuck. Oh, we? you're stuck in this like cycle. And you know, yeah. I see it in our people. I see it myself. You know. You get this a spiral of suckiness and then you're like i need to make a change yeah. um, and then hearing other people that made the change and it was all right and their life didn't explode yeah. and they failed a couple yeah. of times and it took two years and they paid they spent through and then they made real money yeah. and traveled the world and i mean it's great for people listening quick disclaimer i'm very far from like uh having it all figured out so there's definitely every every day i'm 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 in this mode where like okay new things are coming that i did not expect and i think that's life so please look at that and think that i have things figured out i will i will discourage you to think that uh, i'm not but there are some things i did figure out that works for me and i just keep them and work on other things 
as far. It's mm. all about perspective. In, in exactly. My yeah. Yeah. For sure. And uh, I hope somebody watching here, um, you know, decides to take it up and try it out, you know. Um, ah, and uh, Preeti says, loves listening to your story, Anatoly. So, yeah. Thank, thank you, Preeti. Thank you. What a, what a pretty name. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Great name. <laughs> um, that's a terrible pun, isn't it? Just like, um, what would be another great pun? It would be a delicate procedure to move out to Asia. <laughs> That's an inside joke. Um, uh, all right. So, uh, da, 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 da. all right. So, let's let's actually hit what we try to do here at the at the Amazon Strategist Show. Changing tax slightly is that we always try to run something that's super engaging that gets people to enter and kind of have fun with the show. Um, and always we ask our guests to put forward one to three prizes. I mean, three is the best because then they stay on the game longer and they get advertised for longer uh, yeah. to our listeners. Um, awesome. We're going to announce some winners first and then we're going to go into the into the show, into the uh, game, sorry. So uh, let's first see what Anatoly has put on the wheel. Ooh. So, well, hopefully you should know Anatoly, otherwise we're volunteering <laughs> your time. It's okay. So no, I, I'm making given... sound effects. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> we do need some sound effects. Actually, we need some music for the background. Um, we need to work on that for next week. Uh, like just like some suspense build. <laughs> yeah, like the countdown music when we spin the uh, spin the wheel. So um, we have a free 15 minute call. Not free. Very expensive, but free. 15 minute call to look at your Amazon product with Anatoly. Anatoly has been very successful with some products and done you know six figures in a very small amount of time with some of his product launches, which we didn't even get into, but just to share. Yeah. Um, we you can have a 15 minute call with Anatoly about automating parts of your life and living in a, I guess living in a beautiful state, because that's the real reason to automate parts of your life, isn't it? And a 15 minute call about how to build networks. I mean, I I met Anatoly through Something I don't know. Maybe through one of our outreach programs on Seller Candy originally. I'm not sure. Uh, we'll check my LinkedIn. I'm uh, sure from, it's one of our outreach. Daniel guys. Fernandez. Trrr, shout oh, through out Daniel. to Daniel Fernandez. Oh, through the co-working space. Yes, Daniel was on the podcast a few weeks ago, and me and Daniel catch up every every two weeks. So Daniel's a super awesome technical Amazon guy. Should anyone want to listen to anyone who talks about the real, like, deep, deep strategic part of uh, running an Amazon business? Um. All right, so they're the three giveaway, the three things, and let's jump in and announce the winners after this short logo break. I love that. Best, uh, best hundred dollars ever spent. Um, <laughs> all right, so we have. <laughs> uh, Z, we have a free consultation with Z. So determine the best way to expand your business internationally. It's a consultation call. They'll help you go through your products, see whether you have opportunities outside of your main marketplace, and then consult you on how to launch it. And the winner of that is Stephen. Stephen. Only known as Stephen. We have your email, though, so we'll reach out to you. If you're called Stephen, you, uh, hopefully you, it's you that's won. Good job, Stephen. Uh, next. We have um, from Chris Grant last Friday. Chris Grant is one of the biggest influencers in the online arbitrage space and one of our biggest affiliates. Um, he has given a free copy of his online um, OA challenge replays, so online arbitrage challenge. 
Um, so online arbitrage is a great way to add an income stream to your business. I mean, you know, yeah. under his tutelage, people have done hundreds of millions of dollars in sales um, in online arbitrage. And he's given away a free copy of his course. He runs it as a live thing, like three times a year. And he's given away a, re a recording copy. And the winner of that is... <laughs> Pete... Oh, no. Pete Ciccarielli. <laughs> is that right? Go, Pete. Well done, Pete. Well, Pete. And um, I'm really looking forward to introducing you to Chris. He's an awesome dude. And, uh, and in general, I think you'll get a lot of value out of that. And the final one, ah, Daniel Fernandez. So somebody has won a 20-minute call with Daniel Fernandez. Knowing Daniel, Ooh. go on a little bit longer than 20 minutes, so I think you'll be all good. And that's Lisa Ray Raimondo. Uh, I'm butchering oh, wow. everyone's names today. I need to practice before. That's the bit I need to practice on the show, just setting people's names. Lisa, um, you're lucky Lisa, girl. congratulations. Worth $1,000. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Awesome. So congratulations to our winners and let's jump into, into our latest competition right now. And wow, already there. Bring up the wheel. Look so on top, on top of, I'm trying to see what's on it. Yeah, we need to actually make the thing smaller. Last time we spun it and we hadn't put the names on properly. Uh, so it was a it was a challenge to figure out who'd won what, but now it's all sorted. So let us do it. And Anatoly, you have control. All you have to do is say, "Spin that wheel," and the wheel spins. Spin that wheel. <laughs> <laughs> Love That's it. That's where we need the music. Secret. Secret under market rate. So this is cool. So I uh, interviewed Matt, who's the partnerships manager at uh, Ping Pong. Matt's an awesome guy. And um, basically, he said, anyone who wants to do international payments, whether that's paying your supplier if you're in the US or receiving money if you're outside the US, um, basically, he can give you a rate which, which he can't share publicly, but we, he can get you the Ooh. best rate. So we'll intro you, and you wow. can get the best international transfer rates that are not publicized, especially for our, awesome. our listeners. Was a partner of ours. Wow. So, all right. Do you want to do it again, Anatoly? We can do it a few times if you want. Oh, more. 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 Speed more that wheel. <laughs> I mean, there's tens of thousands of dollars worth of stuff on here. I mean, tens of thousands of dollars in that rate if you if you do a lot of transfers every month. Uh, Zone Guru. Free business. Health, Health check. So, John, uh, John Tilly from Zone Guru came on the, pod on the podcast. Um, he offered a free business health check. And the really cool thing wow. about Zonguru is they're really good at listing optimization, listing SEO. So whether you want to talk about listing SEO or whether you want to talk about launch strategies, uh, Zonguru are great guys to chat with. And uh, their software is great, specifically oh. on the SEO stuff. Really cool. Awesome. Uh, so someone will win that next time. We'll announce that next time. And yeah. you want to do one more? Sure. Spin that wheel. It's like a slot machine now, isn't it? Yeah, I'm, I'm getting a big keep going. Just stay for longer. <laughs> Giving away money. Oh, no, 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 And it's you. Yay. We get the I'll automation call. So we will be introducing someone to you, Anatoly, in about a week when we do the next live show. And I believe I that Brian Johnson that. is on next week, I think. So the big man himself, 
and we'll get him wow. to uh, to announce it, or we'll announce it with him. Awesome, awesome, love it. Look forward so, to whoever wins it. I look forward to. I'll do my best to yeah to get you as much value as I can. So I'm I'm very very excited about that. Thanks, Anatoly. And what, what I should have said when we announced the winners is, if you want a chance to win these prizes that we just announced now, uh, enter enter on the web on the URL which is posted in all the comments below this live video in the description and also is probably going to appear on the screen in a few seconds. Um, there we are. Amazing. And yep, yeah, I think that's enough. We've done enough spins. So thank you for helping with the competition. You have been the, the best beautiful assistant in ever. Um, yeah. Anytime. We... I'm, I'm going to be here all the time now just saying speed that well. We <laughs> well, that. well we, we don't hire you. We've got you on video. We can just press the button. It's the spin that wheel button. Smart. Yes. Just put me in. Um, so what we have now is the rapid fire question section. Ooh. Uh, what we do here is you have eight or oh, nine questions this time. Um, sometimes we, our team puts the other ones in and, um, basically you, we ask you nine questions. You have one word answers or maybe two or three words if you want. And one, one second to answer. So it's rapid fire, rapid fire. Wow. Okay. Next time we move on. Um, last time we had a question which somebody couldn't answer. <laughs> so... <laughs> There aren't that many countries that begin with certain letters. So uh, this one's easier, I think. Okay. Um, but this time, much, much more straightforward. But we, we got stuck last time. All right. So don't be nervous. But this is your life. I'm, um, I'm not nervous at all, man. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> not nervous at all right now. All right. Number one, what is your favorite Amazon niche? Kitchen and dining. If you could choose no pictures or no reviews, what would you pick? No reviews. Uh, name a country that starts with the letter T. Tajikistan. Is that a country? Uh, which Amazon marketplace <laughs> is the next big opportunity? Singapore. Pineapple on pizza, yes or no? Yes. Fuck yes. <laughs> Uh, name something appealing about working from home. Uh, sweatpants. Hmm. Uh, Google or Facebook ads? Facebook. Name something you'd hate to find swimming around in your bathtub. Shit. Amazon or Walmart? Amazon or Walmart? I'm a Walmart. Uh, Amazon. Amazon, yeah. No, it just makes me think of, was it Mr. Hanky? You watched South Park when you were younger? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. Never mind. All right. Um, as to one of your questions. All right. That's awesome. Thank you. You have passed. You are our best ever guest on uh, rapid fire questions as well. No one has Especially ever Especially that battle question. <laughs> 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 All right. Um, oh no, I was going to tell a story then, and not a, not a, not a very appropriate story. No, we're looking after a puppy at the moment, and when he goes to the bathroom, you need to remove it; otherwise, he will also move it around. Yes, <laughs> move it around the so, house. I mean, for people who don't know what I meant when I said shit, if you have kids, you would know. Uh, yeah, uh, no diapers. Right. I mean, you can find one. <laughs> not appropriate, but just saying that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Get it. Um. 
All right. So before we get into the questions, if people do want to contact you, uh, follow you, get more information, stalk you, how's, what's the best way to do that? Stalk me. Stalk me all the, all the time, guys. Uh, 10 million journey, uh, 10millionjourney.com. Uh, yeah, just uh, listen to cool episodes. I do free different ones. Some of them relate to Amazon. It's like f- free options I have there. One is weekly business update. I share with you my strategies, how I do things, or rather short. Bali special is mind-blowing stories about Bali. And uh, there's Amazon-related ones where if you just want to learn about e-commerce because you're listening to podcasts, you want to learn about e-commerce, listen to all e-commerce. They have 270 episodes with all kinds of different people. So... Uh, yeah, LinkedIn, uh, define agile on YouTube if you're into agile. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Every way, follow Stork and Atoli. Listen to his podcast. Do listen to his podcast because we're sponsoring it right now. So yes. uh, thank you. Get more value if you listen, and then come and yeah. buy Stella candy afterwards. Yeah, don't um, forget the the code. Don't forget the code when you Anatoly. buy it because yeah, and then John will like me even more. Spectre would be, a, would be the best code, actually, wouldn't it? Because Spectre's the evil organization in the James Bond universe. I, know. I was thinking about that, but then, yeah, it's already sort of taken. So I don't know. Use the logo. No, I see we've already got Spectre because, you know, Spectre is also also an affiliate of Seller Candy. Right. <laughs> James Bond villains. Yeah. Um, so let's get into the Q&A section. Um Preeti, do you have any questions? Anyone else Preeti. watching on whether it's Twitter or LinkedIn? Not everyone shows here, so um, anything you send will actually get forwarded through the system slowly, usually. Okay. Um, oh, here we are from Twitter. Um, I put this one up. Can, ha, can I automate my taxes? Yes, just hire an back accountant. Automation. Hire an accountant. <laughs> yes. Yep. That's what Good I advice. did. I, I know not much about taxes, but if you need to really invest in an accountant, pay them a lot and make sure they don't screw up. Uh, mm. So maybe have a second opinion uh, to start because taxes are very complicated, but definitely hire an accountant. Yeah, I agree. And especially with Americans, from what I understand, uh, from my American friends, like you can go back, was it three or five years in your taxes? So changing accountant once every three years is like best practice yeah. so that they can go back check your last accountant's work. Yeah. You continuously have double checking and refiling if you have any yeah. problems like that. Please don't hire accountants who are very cheap. I had that when I started and then my now accountant had to redo a whole bunch of things, cost me a whole bunch of money. Don't yeah. do that. I totally agree there. And the same thing, which is never take business advice from your accountant because they will give you the accounting input, not the business advice, and it costs a lot of money. And uh, yeah. Yeah, don't take business advice from your accountant either. Yeah, they don't know what um, How from Instagram? How can I apply these life automation things to an Amazon business? Well, automation things. That's a good question. Uh, I mean, first of all, if you're running everything yourself on Amazon, I recommend you don't because, well, if you're doing your photography and you're doing your listing optimization <laughs> and you're doing your PPC and everything, I personally don't. If, if you ask me, the only thing I do is I check if everything is going all right and do some thinking about what are the next products. I don't do anything else in my Amazon business. And mm. I don't think you should too find people who are amazing at what they do, who can uh, 
treat them very well. And uh, we can talk about top finding them in the next episode if, if, you, if you do want to jump invites me. But yeah, uh, it's, it's a lifestyle business. If you're spending all your time being nervous about this business and working on it all the time instead of enjoying your life, you need to automate parts of it. Some of them are very easy. Hire a photographer, hire a copywriter. They don't cost you much. You go to Fiverr, pay them 100 bucks. They'll do your copy. At least you already have the copy. Now you can change it to the way you want it. Um, your PPC, get the tools. Don't don't like you either rely on automated tools or on people. And hopefully both that people can look at automated tools and make sure they're running fine. So that would that would be my quick answer because I like to go into tangents. <laughs> no, no, uh, but too. happy That's to answer good. any if you have any follow up questions. I'm happy to answer that. But this is just like in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and that's. Uh... Yeah, you're right. I mean, Amazon, most of us get into an Amazon business. I mean, firstly, I think it's a lot of people's first business, Amazon. And because back in the day, and even now, if you get the right product, you can you can be successful yeah. very quickly. Um, and then you learn yeah. a lot of business lessons when you realize that, that profit isn't cash, yeah. uh, which is most people's lesson as they start growing an Amazon business, which is why we started the Amazon Strategy Show in the first place, you know, to talk about yeah. the real strategy, which is, you know, how to actually make money, not just yeah. paper, paper money and pay taxes. Yeah, the uh, the quick note, the, the worst thing is that a lot, there's a lot of these people who are saying it's an easy money, you can just go and make money, you don't have to do work, etc. And then you can make a lot. They're showing you screenshots of like million dollars. Please be aware of that, that million dollars, even if they show it's, it doesn't mean that they put the million dollars in their pocket. Often it's either some of them are in debt. So they, yeah. they need this million dollars to pay down the debt. And some of them just making as much as regular employees like i don't know 100k i don't know maybe not regular oh. employees but like 50k 100k so if a million exactly. dollars doesn't mean that you're making million dollars just your revenue uh so don't get fooled please and don't yeah, get to amazon sure. because it's an easy way to do things get to amazon because you want to build amazing product to serve good people mm, i totally agree that's um yeah i mean a million dollars in sales doesn't mean anything I mean, especially yeah. if you're starting out, like, you know, we did a, we launched a product, sold, I think just under a million dollars of it. This was just a side product from uh, like a viral product we were doing. Stuck with a lot of inventory, liquidated a lot of inventory. I think after, after doing it, we walked away, me and a business partner, because we did it together, like 60, 60 to 80 grand or something like that. See? And then we had to exactly. pay to close down, to close down the business. So yeah, maybe we both walked away with like 30 grand each for just this stupid two-year project. And it's like yeah. wow, a million dollars well, in sales. But now imagine you would, I mean, somebody would work in the office and make much more. So if you're into mm. money, uh, I mean, having a, just a job might be enough for you. If you're into building cool stuff, that's different. So please don't get fooled that you can quit your job and go travel around and be like super happy. There are many easier ways to do it than to run the business that requires you to know about shipping, marketing, sourcing, and all running teams and all kinds of those things. So yeah just a disclaimer yeah but on the other side it's really fun side. meeting amazing people meeting yeah. cool people adding value as you said treating people yeah well. it's a journey it's a definitely journey. a journey yeah that's lots of fun and you learn a lot and you grow a lot so if you really want to grow and, and, and be amazing maybe you should do an amazon business who knows <laughs> yeah i i never advise if someone asked me if they, if they should start an amazon business you know 
I, I, I find it very hard, you know, with seller candy. That's why I like working with people who are already scaling yeah. because, you know, everyone can be successful with a long enough time horizon. You know, yeah. if we think in a long enough time horizon, unless you die before you, before you're there, you know, you're, you're successful on you. So yeah. But then so. what I want to say, if you're asking somebody, if you should start something, maybe you shouldn't because you're not hundred percent sure, because I mean, I would go with a gut feeling. If you feel this is something I have to do, that's my mission. Go for it. <laughs> if you're just like, maybe I should start to make some money. Maybe you should do something else that brings you joy and money. <laughs> yeah. Just, just monetize your skill set. Yeah. Yeah. And exactly. that's yeah. and that's something I want to teach my kids, you know, when they when they start learning is to, you know, how to package what you do in a way that you can make money from it. Just yeah. find what you know. And yeah. I think that's what they don't teach in school. And that's what was really sad. I was saying saying this to someone, maybe it's Warren. Um on our team and just saying, you know, like I saw that you see these things, these rich kids who these people have super, you know, super wealthy families have kids, send them to super expensive schools. And then they get reprogrammed at the school by the school, by the teachers who are not obviously not super wealthy because they're teachers like, Oh, you should be working for a living. And this is how, this is how the world works because no more are people spending time with their kids and teaching them how they think. And it's the schools like, program them and the the kid grows up and wants to give away all the money and says they shouldn't be wealthy so it's just you know it's only the parents to blame i think because it's a different way that they're educating them 100 um all right one more question from instagram do you give do you give aspects of your life that you're not interested in dealing with to freelancers or staff? Do you give aspects of your life? Yes. Uh, I mean, Bali is a little bit different. You live in Bali, you can do a bunch of things that people can take care of. Again, yeah. I don't really cook. I don't wash dishes. I don't clean my house because this is pretty affordable in Bali. doesn't mean that it's affordable in everywhere, but it, it is pretty affordable here. Uh, and I and pay as much as I would pay in Vancouver for, for an apartment, let's say. Uh, but yeah, things like I'm really, I find there are things I like to do. There are things that are hard for me, hard to do. Let's say mm. scheduling appointments and making sure because I sometimes screw up the timing and stuff like that. So what I do is I have a Francis, if you're listening, Francis, you're amazing. Uh, she's my assistant. So she, she knows my calendar. Uh, I have some available spots that she can book for meetings. And then I just sent her a WhatsApp message. Joe wants to come on a podcast. Please send him. Please schedule that. And we have, she looks at templates. She sends Joan some templates. She finalizes time with Joan. She books Joan. She books a studio. And she's doing that. The same with like, let's say the podcasting, which is sort of my lifestyle. Uh, yeah. I don't know how to edit. I don't know how to do social media. Only thing I know is how to take a microphone and talk for a long time about my story when I'm supposed to talk about some useful tips. So uh, what I do is I record thing, I put it on Dropbox, and then my team take care of that. So I try to find what is my core strengths and something that I don't like to do, I always automate. And I'll be honest, these days, thankfully, I don't really do, like, I don't know what chores would I do. I don't, even, I don't even can think of. I mostly do things that I choose to do, not I have to do. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know if that helps. 
how is a good question. If, if I were you, I would ask how instead of do, uh, <laughs> because how is the interesting part. And do is uh, I just bragging and uh, looking like I'm I'm the spoiled guy from Bali, uh, which is I'm just sharing. You, I'm, I'm not want to say that this is common, and I'm not want to say it, it's just the way it it became. So uh, yeah, I, I don't want to brag by any means. There's a lot of people calculate much better than me, and uh, but but I just don't do those things that take my time and don't bring me value. And I try to maximize my time. And if watching Netflix brings me value today, it makes me, I don't watch a lot, but sometimes I do. If it makes me just unwind, that's cool. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, choice. Yeah, oh, Netflix. Choice. Um, no, sorry, just, just, to, just to bring up anyone who's watching this, I've been telling everyone for last week because I got super into this. I watched um, a movie. You can't watch this with your kids. They're too young. Um, it's called RRR. It's a Hindi uh, movie uh, on Netflix. Okay. Just three yeah. letter R's. Um, three hours long it's half in hindi half in english and it's like i described it as like rambo mixed with yeah. commando like that sports nigger movie commando mixed yeah. with like some bollywood dance singing epic with like crazy over the top like cgi used but used wow. in different ways from crazy american movies so they yeah. do like stuff that you know like in american movies half the stuff they do is completely physically impossible this is also that but in a different way like okay animals attacking other animals the guys like bro dancing and broing down while yeah. fighting like crazy like fighting with one on the other guy's shoulders and they bust both weigh like 90 kilos like it's yeah. great it's um hilarious and violent. i'll give it a try um <laughs> actually my kids also don't watch any tv so i i just i made a choice so they only watch it they only can watch a little bit of youtube when they drive in a car when they behave when I cannot handle it, I'm like, maybe you should watch that. But they, they don't watch it to you. No, I'd love to. I mean, sometime we can chat about parenting because I guess yeah. we're going to have kids in a, I'm gonna have kids in a few years. And I know your kids go to a Montessori school as well, don't they? Because yeah. I met uh, one of your friends who also also has his kids there. I might have just gone blank. Yeah. Um, love it. Sweet. Uh, any more questions? We're coming up to the hour. So... Is it officially the longest thing we have? No, not officially. Oh, we're getting there, to be honest. We try and keep it not too long, um, just for for purposes. But we can stay here forever, to be honest. We can stay on until we've got, we'll, be, we'll both be up for another, what, 12 hours? The longest ever live stream. Yeah, yeah. The longest live stream will <laughs> answer questions. Uh, how much of this automation is outsourcing? Uh, most of it. I mean, there are not. There are two ways you can automate things. One, you can do it with a software or with the people hiring people. Um, most of the stuff, like I need a haircut, I cannot automate with the software. Um, well, so, maybe like cut your head off, though. Yeah. So I need to. I need to go and somebody do a haircut to book an appointment. I need somebody to book an appointment. So it's it would be pretty hard to do. Or there's, there's one place in uh, Bali that will take you to. They have like reservations uh, two months in advance. It's just all booked all the time. For haircuts. So was, what's that? For haircuts booked two months in advance. No, no, no. I was. I mean, I mean, your haircut's pretty. I'm not going to say it's not advanced, but I think yeah. I could do your haircut. I, I jump. I jump topics. Um, <laughs> uh, like another example, there was this place restaurant. Amazing, mm. amazing restaurant in Bali that I'll take you to. I'm not going to take you to a haircut, but if you want, I will. Um, Maybe a beard then, trim. I want to get like one of those hipster beard trims. Yeah. And I bet Bali's got a hipster. A hipster I know beard the guy. Trim. 
I know we got it. <laughs> um, so this restaurant requires two months reservation in advance. And then they only open it up like uh, on the first of every month when it's all taken. So if I only, if I have, if I want to get there, the only way for me either to wake up, let's say, uh, and make sit there and wait and get stressed <laughs> out, or I can say, Francis, you're so cool. Put on your calendar every first of the month. Just make your reservation to the place. And when John comes, I'm going to go to John's this cool place that is hard to get. So things like that. So software or people. And I don't know if there's a third way. Somebody needs to let me know because I'll try to use that too. Androids. Yeah, no, it's great. I, uh, I mean, the third one is not doing it at all, which is a better choice. Like if sometimes you just mm. need to drop it. Stop doing them. That's your life automation number one. Uh, make sure you do less, and then everything you do, automate with software or people, and what you enjoy, do yourself. Cool. Ooh. And and also, segue enter the enter the enter the competition so you can get a fifteen minute call with Anatoly who can help you automate everything in your life in fifteen minutes. So uh, whatever whatever you, whatever you can get through in fifteen minutes. Yeah, uh, okay. I'll automate that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've got, I got, I've recently got a trimmer, so uh, I think uh, it would save time. Mainly for the beard, though. You know, if I tried to cut my own hair, I think it would look terrible. Yeah, Although I have been considering good. shaving my head, which might look uh, interesting. I'm very white. I feel like I would reflect reflect the light though if that happened. Okay, get some, get in the sun for a couple of days. We'll be fine. No, yeah, I mean this is six years of tan, seven years of tan, being in Southeast Asia. You know, I'm very much an Englishman. All right. Um, any more questions before we wrap up today? Da -da 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 -da. I hate when I come and do the outro. All right. Well, going three. So I guess this brings this to the end of this episode. Um, Anatoly, thanks for being tonight's, this morning's, this afternoon's guest uh, on the Amazon Strategist Show. And if you're watching the show or watching a recording, more likely, because most people watch on the recordings, uh, please do subscribe, add a comment, um, stalk us, whatever, whatever you can do to push us up the rankings because, you know, the more comments and likes, the more people we can get on and the more high-level guests we can get on, like Anatoly. Uh, so the more, yeah, more people we get on, the more momentum we have and the more social proofs we have. So um, thank you so much for watching the Amazon Strategies show. Thank you for being on Anatoly and um, have an amazing week, everyone. Bye-bye.